Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name's Nick Engvall. I got a special guest with me today. Uh, you'll know him as TD from the Politics of Life, but uh, he's been a friend of mine since... Uh, I, I could call him Thad. That's how long I've known exactly. him. Exactly. So. You, you can call me Thad, Thaddy, <laughs> as long as... Uh, Oh six, oh seven. Uh, as long as we've known each other, you can call me whatever. Most can call me asshole or dickhead <laughs> or whatever, whatever else you want to call me. But you've known me long enough to uh, warrant calling me whatever you want to. So it's good I, to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you, man. I, obviously, uh, if if you can't tell already, this is going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, that has some crazy stories. Uh, which you know, just to shout out, Politics of Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe to them. Uh, you get Appreciate to hear plenty you. of these, plenty yep. of these stories firsthand. But uh, I figure have them on the Sneaker History podcast and uh, pull some pull some good stories out of them and uh, let you guys get a little little glimpse of uh, his sneaker journey. I guess so. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a long one. It's good to be out here. I mean, I'm out here obviously for uh, the Grammys, uh, Grammy weekend, but I wanted to connect with you big fan of the sneaker history podcast big fan of nick ingvall and and everything he's done so um i'm happy we could uh, we could connect and and do this i'm excited about it so um yeah i'm looking forward to it i really am yeah me too man so why don't you uh i guess do a little little intro on yourself and like how you got into sneakers i um <clears throat> i got into sneakers and and i, I didn't even get into sneakers I don't, and I don't even know how to like say this properly, but I got Michael Jordan. That that it wasn't sneakers; it was Michael Jordan. I was God, what six years old? You know, I don't know, seven years old, whatever. Um, and it was Michael Jordan, and whatever Michael Jordan, the ones. When he came out, it was like, that's God. And that's, you know, it wasn't sneakers. It was, the thing about it was, is that I had to have everything. I mean, even from the Air Jordan 1, I bought my first pair. I can tell you where I purchased every single pair of Jordans in my life. Every single pair. All the way from the Air Jordan 1s at the Fayette Mall in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Go Cards, by the way. Um, but I purchased my first pair with my dad and mom at, uh, all sports in the, uh, Fayette Mall in Lexington, Kentucky, Air Jordan twos at, uh, Philip Galls 
in Lexington, Kentucky. I can go, you know, threes. You know, I can I can go on and on and on. I purchased my Olympic sevens. My first one's at uh, Champ Sports in Tyson's Corner, Tyson's Two Galleria. Um, I can tell you all the way, <clears throat> all the way, all the way to twenty three. And I kind of after twenty three, I kind of it 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 dropped off a little for me. I just I thought I don't know, but it wasn't it wasn't a sneaker thing as it was a Michael Jordan because like when he walked out wearing the gold chains and the dunk contest, like that motherfucker is God. Yeah, you know, and I'm like a seven eight year old white kid. <laughs> In Louisville, Kentucky, like that guy is God. You know what's crazy is my mom, my stepdad would have never let this happen. But to to the to reiterate for anybody that's too young to remember Michael Jordan coming out, my mom actually suggested getting my ear pierced yeah. because Michael Jordan had his ear pierced and she thought it looked handsome. That's so incredible. That's Michael Jordan. Now, my right? mom and my mom and dad, listen, when I got my earpiece, my mom beat my ass, boy. Listen, I was, I think I was like 15 years old in high school. I came home. Man, I remember when my first, when I first got my first tattoos, I told my mom they were henna. And like, she believed that shit for like eight months. And she's like, man, that shit stay on there long as a motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, well, mom, kind of got something I got to tell you. And uh, I'm like, they're not exactly henna. And she goes, no shit. I really thought they were henna. But yeah, fucking I, uh, I, I, um, the threes when he came out, you know, the all-star game and just everything about him, the way he like, just everything about him, the Ferrari, like two things, my, why my love affair with Ferrari, Michael Jordan and Miami vice, and even more so <coughs> Michael Jordan, because you saw it's like the license plates, M air J rare air, all the shit on the Ferraris, like, like that is that's the closest thing to Jesus Christ walking. It is crazy because you don't you don't really think about that to the same extent now because everybody's trying to do it. Yeah. But MJ was like natural the guy, right? It was yeah. like everything he did was like, wow, I had never thought of that or never seen it done before right. that way. And it just changed everything. I if mean, you could see if you could build an individual that's the perfect height. That's the perfect physique. That's the perfect personality. That's the perfect of coming into an era after Magic and Larry and Isaiah and put someone there. It's Michael Jordan. Yeah, definitely. He, you know, he hemmed his sh uh, trunks two inches longer than everybody else yeah. in the league. Like, you know... He just, he was, he was that guy. And I, it was um, how I, you know, how my, even, even went past <sighs> me having to, you know, have everything in the Jordans and, and not just the Jordans, but everything, jerseys and just everything, Michael Jordan cologne. Yeah. Michael Jordan fucking watches. Yeah. Michael Jordan Wheaties. Whatever it was. It, Michael Jordan, I had to have it. Yep. And it was MJ's second year in the league. And they were playing the um, Indiana Pacers in Indiana. 
And so my mom and I uh, and dad went up to Indianapolis to uh, to go to the game. And um, we were sitting next to Jerry Krause. And, you know, I'm like, you know, it's Michael Jordan. I don't know how old I am at the time, eight or nine years old, whatever I was. And Michael Jordan was, you know, it was, it was just, I was, I was there and I remember everything about it because, you know, Jerry Krause was asking me, you know, who's your favorite player and this, that, and whatever. And I said, oh, you know, it's Michael Jordan. And, um, I just, afterwards, my dad was in the racehorse business and he had his racehorse farm hat that the, the farm he owned. And, um, Jerry Krause asked me, goes, you know, do you want, Charles Oakley was the player of the game. And he goes, do you want Oakley's autograph? And I was like, yeah. And so anyway, um, I had the hat and, you know, Charles Oakley, you know, signed the autograph and I said, will you give this hat to Michael Jordan? And he said, you know, give it to him yourself. And so I went back, he took me back in the locker room and I gave the hat to Michael Jordan and he said, you know, I'll wear it all the way back to Chicago. And um, I got everything. And that I still have, it's behind glass, you know, game-worn jerseys, game-worn shorts, game-worn sneakers. All of it is behind glass in my house, in my office. Everything is signed, game-worn wristbands. And I got everything. I got a garbage bag of shit from every player. You know, Charles Oakley, I got jerseys, everything. And all of it is, you know, behind glass and the, 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 the shoes and wristbands and towels and all types of shit. But as I left, I left and um, Michael Jordan, uh, you know, when he said, you know, I'll wear it all the way back to Chicago. So I left and I walked out the locker room with my mother. And I said, you know, Michael Jordan said he's going to wear my hat all the way back to Chicago. And my mom said, just be thankful for what you got. Look at everything you got. Just be be gracious and thankful for what you got. I said, no, Michael Jordan says he's going to wear my hat all the way back to Chicago. Right? And I was like, my mom was just like, listen, just be grateful for what you got. Michael Jordan says he's going to wear my hat all the way back to Chicago. So anyway, that night after the game, we get back to the hotel, and uh, we put on the local news on the TV. And sure enough, he's wearing the hat. And my dad called the TV station, the local news in Indianapolis, and I still have it. I still have it, and I had it converted to DVD. It still plays my office. And, um, yeah, and after that moment of him saying something to someone that I was going to do, and he just didn't throw it in the trash, and still to this day, people are like with my father going, how the fuck did you get Michael Jordan to wear your fucking, you know, racehorse farm hat that you had? And... That forever changed everything with Michael Jordan. I was, you know, everything. I went, yeah. you know, went to his basketball camp. I played one on one with him. Um, everything when when the you know back then Nike Town in Chicago. We go to Michael Jordan Steakhouse. You know, everything and anything that was Michael Jordan, I had to have it. It wasn't just the sneakers. And yes, I did. I mean, I. I still to this day have every pair of Jordans ever made in every color from one to 23. Every, every pair ever made from one to 23. 
Um, and I, like I said, after that, the 2009 and all that other shit, I mean, it, it kind of went left. Um, but you know, it's like my dad went, uh, because there was no internet back then. And, um, you know, they didn't, you know, Nike town didn't ship. And, uh, my dad flew to Chicago to pick up the city series pack. When, uh, when MJ came back, you know, they, the manager at Nike town, Chicago called my dad and said, you know, we've got some sneakers in today that, you know, your son will want. And, um, you know, my dad flew to Chicago to, uh, to go pick up the city series pack. That's so crazy. Still have them. I think they're like a size six or seven or something, but yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy, man. I mean, it, it is just wild too, because nowadays people don't even understand on one level. You don't, I don't think people even understand like how important Michael Jordan was, not even to, to like you being yeah. close to it and having that experience. But like, for me, you know, I think at at that time, like I'm either still in Sacramento or my my mom and stepdad moved to Oregon, and we lived in a little town called Roseburg, Oregon, for yeah. for a while. And you know, you just you just don't even realize how I stopped everything to go find w, you know WGN yeah. at friends' houses yeah. so I could watch yeah. it and. Now everything's WGN. So, yeah, like there's that. a fuck. Woo, man, but mind like, blown. People yeah. don't even know that, right? Like yeah. that was like the local Chicago yeah. station. Yeah, became like a cable station. Yeah, because of Michael because Jordan. Because of the Bulls being, and Michael Jordan and, and yeah. Michael Jordan being such a big deal. Yeah, that'd be like me getting to watch like New York One. I mean, that's not even a good example, right? Yeah, because it's it's New York, right? Like right. it's New York or L.A. You might get that, but it's yeah. like. Chicago was not on that level back then. Yeah. You know, like they were, it's still an amazing city. And yeah. I, I, w- I would put it up there in the top five yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. But like in terms of like that kind of like power or like influence across culture, it just wasn't there in Chicago right. at that time. I think throughout the years, like because of what Jordan meant to Chicago, even like the design and like the architecture of Chicago in the past. 40 years, 50 years since, since MJ, or what has it been? 40, yeah. 40 years, right? Like the city's like transformed completely yeah. in so many ways that like, it's so hard to, to even explain that to people. Right. right. It's like, so f- like what, like, how, you know, right. We're, we're in like this weird time where like, you know, sneakers, fashion, just anything creative is such a like condensed one and done type thing. Right. Right. Like, if somebody lasts a couple of years, you want to be like, you know, like congratulating them on, on like, you know, surviving life because they made it a couple of years where yeah. this was like two decades solid of just like, yeah, everything was influenced by this one, one person, person everywhere, yeah. not just in like, you know, obviously if you play basketball, small town, anywhere, you knew. I mean, listen, I wore the, I wore the, the grid the grid knee brace, the grid knee pain. Remember that? Like the grid neoprene knee brace, you know, when I'm like yeah. seven years old, the grid, it was black and red. You folded down the top. It was the, the name of the company yeah. was grid. Like I had that, the wristband, like you thought I was, I mean, I thought, like I said, everything Michael Jordan did. Yeah. You know, and I, and I had to have it. Like, I mean, I, you know, and I just, he was, he was everything and yeah. he was, and, 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 and also, I, I want to say this and that our era that we grew up in, that I'm thankful. I'm thankful 
because you and I got to walk in and see the threes for the first time, the air raids, air tech challenges. You know, we got to see Agassi come out wearing denim at Wimbledon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people going, well, he's going to get kicked the fuck out. Yeah. You know, this is in the 90s. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Wimbledon was probably all white back then. You know, they yeah. didn't even allow yeah. minorities. Yep. You know, and this guy comes out wearing all denim and his hair all flared up yep. and shit. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I just I'm 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 blessed and grateful. I'm grateful that, you know, I heard NWA. <laughs> Yeah. And like, you know, my first my first tour, my first concert I went to was the fucking chronic. Yeah. That was my first that was my first concert was the fucking chronic. I was high as a motherfucker. I was like eleven. Getting high as a motherfucker with my with my I'm not even gonna say who because I'll probably get in trouble. But anyway, and you know, that was my first that was my first concert was the chronic. And I'm not talking about the chronic too. I'm talking about Dre and Snoop and Death Row. Yeah. You know. It's crazy too because it's almost like when you say that, I think about like the the real part of what it was to to like be a part of things and grow up in that era. Yeah, is that people really broke the rules? Yeah, right. Like, yes. Now people don't break the rules, right? No. Like people don't speak up. Like, I mean, this is couldn't agree if, more. If you follow me on Twitter, or Instagram, you know, like I'm I'm always bitching about this, but like, where's where's the public enemy? Where's the NWA yeah. for this generation? Exactly. Right? Like, if you're, it's not, like you like, when you said when you were the one who said Rage Against the Machine. Right is is coming to uh, Coachella. Yeah. Right, and I was like, "Thank God, Rage Against the Machine's back." Yeah, it's like you know, we need something. We need Chuck D and Public Enemy, and we need Ice Cube and America's Most Wanted and Kill It Will and you know Lethal Injection, and we need Chuck D and we need Flavor Flav and we need NWA and you know we need Rage Against the Machine. I was like, when I saw Nick's tweet, like Rage Against the Machine, was like, oh hell yeah, I'm going to that (laughs) shit. And it was like, it was funny because I um, Peckus. You know, at uh, now CAA, yeah. um, you know, I, I he called him, he goes, God damn it, what do you want? And I was like, man, I want to go see Rage Against the Machine. He's like, you are not the type of person. There's no Four Seasons there. There's no Ritz Carlton. He's like, what the fuck do you want to go out in the middle of the <laughs> desert for? I'm like, no, I just want to see Rage Against the Machine. That's it. Just give me a ticket for Rage Against the Machine, yep. and I'm straight. Like, I'm going to get up there, bullet, you know, uh, bulls on parade, like all that shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm tuned up and ready to go. I'm ready to fight someone, yeah. you know. Well, and it's funny, too, because, I, you know, I didn't, I mean, I always had that in me. Like, I've always been a little hot-headed, I guess, yeah. in that sense. And that's always been my drive yeah. professionally to, like, not put up with the bullshit in yeah. the job, right? Yeah. And, and I realized, like, as I got older, there's value in that for the companies that I work for. Yeah. And, and... You know, with some people I work with, I rub them the wrong way, yeah. and I only last a year or two doing that. Yeah. Other people, we we see the benefit of that and the benefit of me challenging that yeah. status quo, and it turns into a long term thing. And I can work with them, you know, right. off and on for the last fifteen years or whatever. Right. It's been. And I look at hip hop as and you know music as the like driving force of that. Yes, and it just doesn't like. I think you know I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of like picking on like a younger generation i just look at the stuff that comes out now and i think like i don't care about your gold teeth like you, i don't care you about your ferrari face, doesn't and i don't you yeah, i got a porsche system, right? and louis vuitton yeah. like you know let's talk about what nwa because police are still killing minorities yeah and it's still racism and the trump administration at an all-time high yeah. maybe not an all-time high but you know what i mean yeah yeah where's like addressing this yeah 
and 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 usually it's through, through art, yes. right? It's usually yes. through music. It's, yes. it's through even even fashion, right? Yeah. Like fashion isn't even right. You know, it's all this fast fashion shit that doesn't actually cha- like. Yeah, some people have some nobody, suffers, you know. But it's like it's not it's not done to inspire the people to 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 rage against the machine, you know. Like nobody is willing to upset their chick. Yeah, listen exactly. And I, the perfect thing is, and and I, you know, as, as you know. I was in a horrific car crash last August and everybody it's our thoughts and prayers are with you. Right. That could be gun control until a important enough white Republican kids dies. Yeah. Right. I was in a car crash in August 17th. I spent three days in the hospital. It was a horrific car crash. My medical bills that I'm responsible for, Eighty some thousand dollars. That's my that's my responsibility. And I get it now. I get it. It's, there's no more my thoughts and prayers are with you. Some couple million people go bankrupt in America every year. And I get it. You know, and nobody wants to upset their check. Meaning massacre Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. You have bills on your desk, and I'm and I'm not anti-gun. But something has to be done. Yeah. And you are willing to go down in history as being called Massacre Mitch instead of doing something. Universal background checks, mental health checks, yeah. something. I'm not anti-gun. I'm, I'm, all of, I'm, I'm all fine with it. And, you know, some of these dumbasses on social media and Instagram, not to digress for a minute. Personally, if we ever have to do go to war, I think what the U.S. government should do is peruse social media and say, well, this stupid fucker's out running around in the in the woods <laughs> shooting at stuff. We're going to send his ass to fucking Baghdad. Let him get some live action, have a fucking rifle aimed at his fucking cabeza. You know what I'm saying? So let, oh, this guy right here, this guy right here is running around the woods thinking he's fucking G.I. Joe. Let's send his ass to Fallujah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for my hunters out there, I'm trying to raise money, and I'm going to figure out a way to, strap and they are 15 to a deer <laughs> and let them shoot back i personally think don't oh, get an, uh, an, an innocent animal that you just want to fucking mount the fucking head on your wall give that animal a chance <laughs> to fire back strap an ar-15 to that bitch you know what i'm saying give that poor animal a chance to fight back the fucking lion, the elephant, whatever you do, strap some fucking fucking machine guns on that bitch and let him fight back. And it's all it's like all these dumbasses running around on, on social media and Instagram and shit, fucking running around the woods. Government, U.S. government should say, well, we're going to send his ass to Baghdad. You know, get him some live action. I don't mean to digress there, but my point is, as you were saying, nobody wants to upset their check. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to upset, well, I've got a good thing going right now, and I really... You know, if I'm Rage Against the Machine or NWA or Public Enemy or, yeah, Tupac, you know, Biggie, Tupac, that. Biggie, you know, like, like I might not get another record deal. Yeah. And I'll speak out against Trump, but it's just going to be, oh, he's a bad person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where I agree with you. And it's like I said, when you when I saw your tweet about Rage Against the Machine coming, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, you know, because that's what I want. I mean, I want, you know, what what the state of of the world and and, and everything now is, it upsets me. It does. Yeah. And going in, and I, and I think to a certain extent, creativity has really suffered. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you and I were just talking about going to Chicago for All-Star and things releasing. And there's just nothing that I'm like. Yeah, like you don't ever feel that, that, you know, I, I think like the 23 is a, is a good cutoff point too, right? I, I, there's a few that I've liked since then, but the 23, Air Jordan 23 was the last where I was like, Holy shit. Like I gotta, oh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta do something to get my hands on this. Um, yeah, I rigged, I told you I rigged the auction at Nike town in Beverly Hills. <laughs> I rigged the auction at Nike town in Beverly Hills for the titanium 23s. I rigged that auction said, how much do you want to call my fucking number? And then I did end up winning the raffle wink, wink from shoe gallery in Miami for the finales. And then I did rig the auction at the Nike vault for the Kobe Aston Martin pack. I rigged that auction too. I just said, you know, I said, how much is it going to cost? And, you know, they pulled my number out first for the Kobe Aston Martin Martin pack at the, at the vault. Um, and I did get the undefeated fours. I did, you know, I didn't, that was straight up. I did get the undefeated fours, the t-shirt and I had the samples and the released, uh, the ones that released, um, the M and M fours and all that stuff. But, um, I just, you know, the, the, the undefeated fours and that one, like when we were out here in, in LA back then, like DJ AM and like entourage. And I remember like, I had to have the day of the dead dunks and I went down to, uh, there was some guy that I knew in fucking Mexico or somewhere that ended up having them. I had to drive from LA to Tijuana to meet the fucking guy to get him because he got him from somewhere in Costa, in Costa Mesa or San Diego or whatever the sneaker shop down there at the time. I forget which one it was, but I had to go down to fucking Tijuana to get him <laughs> from L.A. And I'm, he's like, oh, yeah, you got to be here in like an hour and a half. I'm like, fuck. So I'm driving like evil can evil from L.A. to uh, to down there. But, you know, I just that even even going into that, it was right before like things went crazy. Yeah. It, it, oh, the snake pools. I rigged the snake pool option at the House of Hoops when it opened. Oh, two other stories. I rigged the the, the for the snake pools when Kobe jumped over the car at the the fucking you know the Beverly Center, the House of Hoops. I rigged that one for the for the <laughs> snake pools. And then the when the House of Hoops in Harlem opened for the Ray Allen threes and the Q written no not the Ray Allen threes the Ray Allen thirteens and the Q Rich thirteens. Oh, yeah. I rigged that shit too. <laughs> So if you yeah. missed out on those, you know, you, you can, if you, you can risked out them and you were a size nine, you can fucking blame me. Cause I'm the one who got them. It is kind of crazy though. Like the, the, even just, you know, LA sneakers over, I think, so I, I mentioned before we started recording, but I just saw that the entourage house sold for like $5 million, which it's, it's not in like Beverly Hills, the way right. they portray it or Hollywood, the way right. they portray it on the show. But it's kind of crazy to think that like that, that show, I mean, I didn't realize it was that long ago that that show was on. I know. I mean, it's like ten plus, you know, years since I know that that was on, and and it even though it wasn't sneaker specific, there was just so much integrated sneaker talk in it. Yeah. That you know, yeah, they had episodes where they were prominent in them, right? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to think about how much just sneakers in L.A. has changed, where yeah. you know. Like Fairfax was never a big deal 10, 15 years ago, right? It's it's no. grown yes. over the last ten years. What was it? What was right? it like? Um Sporty LA? Yeah, like Sporty really LA, yeah. Sporty LA undefeated union. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Sporty LA is a great example. Like I actually 
when I first, so I've been like kind of working independently as a consultant in the sneaker business for, you know, the last four years, three, four years, but off and on for the last 12, yeah, they were one of the first companies that I actually like tried to work with and, and it, it didn't work out, but like, I just went to them because they were the old school yeah. spot here. Right. Yeah. Like, and back then they had a, they had a place on South Fairfax called Sneaker Joe's. Oh yeah. Which was like all yeah. their like old stuff that yeah. they just threw into a, another retail spot. And we used to go dig through and find all sorts of stuff in there. And, you know, at first it was like, they wanted way too much money for it. And we would come back and come back and come back. And eventually we got to know the guy The you know, it was like the uncle that right. ran that store. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you're getting, you know, all the stuff that people think don't exist now because they only look on Instagram and Twitter right. and, you know, the resale sites. Right. There was so much of that here. There was so much of, like, hunting that I don't think people, you know, New York gets a lot of credit for having this, like, crazy world of sneakers and right. being, like, one of the pinnacle places. But L.A. has always kind of had that. It's just always been really low-key, and you had to look for it. Right, exactly. And if you looked hard enough and you talked to enough people... You'd find it. You'll find all sorts of crazy yeah. shit here. And I think, like, Entourage almost, like, helped that in a sense to, like, to like show that it existed, but, like, keep keep that, like, subtle, low-key... Yeah, exactly. Like, you got to be in the know. Right. Um, I mean, is, I used to fuck with Sporty L.A., and all there really was, Sporty L.A., undefeated union and i remember you know back back when i walked into union and the what the dunks were just sitting there nobody knew like they came in they put them on the shelves and you know i was like these are kind of dope and i walked out with them that's so crazy you know and that's got to be like i don't think anybody listening has heard something like that because it's just such a i mean i remember well you know aaron yeah um, i forget the uh I forget the the dunks, but being being from Sacramento, uh, a lot of the guys that skate right in like yeah. the right around the time that we probably met, like yeah. that, like mid to late two thousands, uh, we we went into this little tiny skate shop that went out of business like a year or two later, but they had um, shoot what was that dunk? I forget what it was, but it was kind of like brown and it had the Jesus on it, and it was a collab from like over in Europe. Yeah. But you like, it was one of the first that they that you brush away the brown and it turned to like this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm totally drawing a blank on the name of it. But we walked in there and then there's a pair sitting on the shelf. The guy doesn't even carry SBs. Right. He has no other SBs on the on the wall. Right. It's all you know, Lakai and all this older, yeah. you know, like the S stuff. And it was because all those skaters, I mean, San Francisco, Sacramento, like right. huge skate scene. So all right. the guys skate. You know, so that I think that pair was like a personal pair from like Chico Brenes, who had his own signature right, shoe with right. Nike SB for a while. And Aaron, <clears throat> Aaron picked him up. Probably yeah. still has them. I'm sure I haven't talked to him about it. I recently. remember when I was up in San Francisco with Aaron, and I got the Huffquakes, yeah. the Air the Air Force Ones. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still, I, I like the I, whatever happened to Huff. Uh, they're still around. They, they just they? don't. Aren't, they aren't doing. They do all their own stuff, right? Like they're like the old. Uh, like more traditional, like skate brand now. So oh, okay. make their own shoes, make their own, you know, clothing oh, okay. and stuff, but they don't really do collabs the way they used to. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I loved LA. I mean, I loved, 
I loved LA and sporty LA and undefeated and union. And, and, and like I said, but that was really it. And you, you know, I used to love, like I said, you know, the shit you would find at sporty LA or other, you know, couple of spots here and there. Um, but I just loved, I loved what I hate now. I hate that everything leaks. Yeah. Like that excitement of when Mike came out and you got to see there Jordan for the first time. Right or Agassi or Bo Jackson or whoever. Yep. Right. Whatever icon of that time, whether it be Charles Barkley or whoever your icon was at that time, you know, Agassi, Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, you know, Dominique Wilkins. I'm surprised nobody's brought back Dominique Wilkins Brooks. Like everybody's brought back everything. So why haven't somebody brought back Dominique Wilkins Brooks? I think they tried at some point within the last decade or so. Really? But but like a lot of those brands, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not like a huge Gary V fan. Yeah. But he understands how these brands have, have life still left in them. Yeah. And I think up until the last three, four years, when old brands were brought back, like you could, and one is a great example, right? Like they tried to bring that brand back multiple times. Yeah. And it's never fully went under, but they were never fully successful. And this time around, it's like you see it at Jimmy jazz in New York. Yeah. That's what it is. And you know, Dr. J's. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, the, 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 the challenge for a brand like Brooks is that a majority of the people like that's it, right? Yeah. Like that's the only basketball shoe they really have to to like hang on to. Right. So unless they do it in a really cool way, you know, I agree. And, and the people that are trying to do it, no offense yeah. to anybody if, if they're listening from Brooks, but like I'd love to help you out doing that. Yeah. But like most of the people that are at Brooks now work on running shoes. Right. They don't care about this one off basketball yeah. shoe or you know, there was a handful of them back then, but like I always wonder about like the, you know, like on the other side of that, like the um Avia stuff with Drexler, you know, like well, around Avia's the same back. era, right? Avia's back. Uh, they just don't know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can walk into your local Louis Vuitton yeah, and yeah. buy as much fucking Avia shit as you'd like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's, I mean, that's one thing that I'm not, I'm not mad at anyone who's successful and getting money especially minorities who have struggled and, and, and are, are coming up and into their own. And I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody or anything, but I think Virgil is probably one of the greatest plagiarizers the world has ever seen. I do. I think Virgil is probably one of the greatest plagiarizers of our, definitely of our, of our time that the man can knock off their Jordan three and the recent Louis Vuitton shit and it's like, it's okay. And everybody says, I'm going to segue to something. <clears throat> that everybody says, well, there's nothing new. There's nothing new. Yeah, there is. And I'm not a big Jerry Lorenzo fan of like fear of God or whatever. But I fuck with Jerry because that was some original idea. The fear of God one was an original. And I don't care if he worked with his designers at Nike. He worked with his designers in Italy. It is an original silhouette yeah, i agree and that's why i fuck with him you can hate it or love it but it's an original that i came up with with the design team in italy with the design team at nike whoever it was and that's why i fuck with him 
it wasn't just, well, I'm going to knock off a VIA, right? And I'm going to change some shit on a VIA. And then I'm going to knock off their Jordan 3. And like at like the college, you remember the game hats that oh, said yeah. like, you know, UNLV and then underneath it said running Rebels, yep. like Louis Vuitton. You know, you go in, get yourself a game hat that's Louis Vuitton. You know, I just, everybody says, well, there's nothing new, and that's not true. It's that everybody's lazy. Except, like I said, that's why I fuck with Jerry. I'm not a big fear of God guy, any of that, but you have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, I I don't want to, so do you think that that's the case with Virgil because, so... Would you would you say that that's the same like for Kanye, Nike era Kanye? Because I think there's I I'm 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 you know kind of loosely trying to tie together. I I agree with you because let's be honest, two things like I I was in a shop one time I don't mean to digress and it was like the, the there was a the Atlantic Blue Air Max ninety sevens. And the kid working at the shop tried to tell me, oh, yeah, they're based off the Sprite LeBrons. I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I can't take it. And then why, why I tied that in with the, with the Yeezys is because somebody was trying to tell me that, oh, yeah, the AirTech Challenge, they knocked off the Yeezys. And I'm like, I can't take it. I just, I just can't take it. It's too early for stupid. And I just, <laughs> you know, too early for and that, but I agree with you because he did take the AirTech Challenge soul. It's funny too because I wonder and if, I wonder if if I, I I think it was I think it was done in a really cool way like I I wouldn't wear any of the Yeezy Nike stuff probably yeah. um but it was there was a wow factor to it of like oh shit yeah. there's enough of this that's familiar yeah there's enough of it's that that's new yeah for me to be like okay like I I'm, I'm interested right you know um but I think. I think like that formula is is why you know like I just mentioned it not long ago on on Twitter like I'm just kind of like wondering if like the formula for Virgil is over right like at first it was interesting yeah it it wasn't unique to me no you know like especially like you being overseas right in Europe yeah. right like Garbshore did that with the Reebok stuff Three, four yeah, years before absolutely. Virgil did that. And did you see, stuff. did you see, did you see, and we're both wearing our corporate got him. Shout out to our guy, MT, yeah. um, in Cincinnati. But the, the thing is, did you see when Virgil put up the, um, the picture of Mike wearing the black fives with the white laces? I don't think I saw it. Uh, well, Virgil put it up, right? And I sat there and go, so that's what this shoe is based on is the black fives with the white laces. Well, my guy, Meech, who's not really my guy, but he's Matt's guy at corporate, did that with the Ben Fives. Yeah. Remember the Ben Fives yeah. that were yeah. black with the white laces? Yeah. Meech, the guy in Cincinnati who, who Matt's real close with, you know, worked on that yep. shoe and the black laces. And he's the one who gave Jordan Brand the idea to do the white laces and the Ben Fives, the black ones. So I'm like. Yeah, it's. I mean, and I think too, like if you were paying attention to Jordan back in the day, and I don't know how old Virgil is, so I don't know if he falls into the category of even being able to see. Like he might be younger, and no, no, I think he's forty. Oh, really? So, yeah. 
Because I, I remember having the conversation. 39, with, with, 38, 30, you yeah, know, 40. He should, he should know. Yeah, that. He and Kanye. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, it's they're all in that same, you yeah. know, age bracket. Uh, and, our, and our same, you know, age bracket. Yeah, because because I, I remember like Russ Bankston and I, when I was yeah. in the complex, when I was living in New York, we talked about the white laces and the Jordans. Because yeah. it was just a thing. Like like you said, like if you grew up watching Michael, yeah. you, you noticed those things, right? Exactly. Like it was like, what, what? Like, yeah. As a kid, you're not thinking about swapping laces, which seems bananas now because every shoe comes with six pairs of laces. Yeah. But back then, like, you literally had to pull those out of another shoe. Exactly. In order to do it. Yeah. Or go find them at the, absolutely, you know, Kmart or yeah. Thrifty or whatever it was exactly. that was around yeah. you. So, um, exactly. It just, you know, Sports Authority. Yeah, Sports you know, Authority. Yeah. We, um, I forget. What was the sports store you mentioned in, in Kentucky? The first one? All sports. All sports. So we had... Uh, Jumbo Sports, I think, was like the chain that was yeah. when I was. Uh, I copped the my first pair of Jordan Elevens at Sports Authority in Maryland. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, Baltimore, Maryland. I was at Sports Authority, and that's where I copped my first pair of uh of Concord Elevens. And the Concord Eleven is my. That's my. That's my shoe. Yeah. I mean that. That's my. That's my shoe. It's a set. It's a. It's just. It's my shoe. It has a lot of meaning to me personally, and. You know, and that's my shoe. But I, I, I just hate, I hate that there's this lack of originality. And and I, like I said, I mean, I, I don't, I don't discredit, you know, anything with Virgil. I just, I think he has been able to spin that he's creative. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, you know, I'm glad you're getting money. I'm glad, you know, on everything. I'm not going to, but let's be honest. I mean, there's no, there's no originality there. Yeah. There's none. I was, I was thinking <laughs> that potentially he was younger. That's why I was like, maybe it's just no. product Virgil, of the environment. Virgil, Kanye, right? Ivan, all those guys are the relatively the same yeah. age. It's, yeah. It's funny too. Cause so we just did an episode, um, talking about, uh, Don C. Yeah. And Don C has, has done a lot of that same early Kanye approach where the nostalgia is really present yeah. in stuff that he does. And I think the one thing that he does really well that I don't think people, cause you know, the sneaker world, everybody's looking at like the Virgils and like the, the, the resale yeah. stuff. But like, you know, my experience working at like a finish line, it's like, you know, you and I spending money on shoes doesn't matter compared to selling 6 million right. air monarchs. So, Don C's designs always translate to that middle consumer where it's like, oh shit, that's familiar. Looks like a Jordan. Looks right. something. I, I like the colors. Yeah. And like I don't see that with other, you know, like guys like like Virgil, right? Yeah. Like it's it's trying to be over the top, but it's not really over the top. It's not really that different. But then I look at Don C and I'm like, oh, it's kind of interesting because I, I, I got to meet him once. Uh I've met him twice, but like really got to talk to him a little bit at StockX when I was working there. And he was just so nice, man. He's just like, yeah, reminds me. You know. I mean, listen, I've been around Virgil loads of times. Yeah. Nicest one, nicest people you'll ever meet. That's, that's beside the point. Don's nice and Virgil and, you know, Kanye is, Kanye is interesting <laughs> character. He's very intense. Um, but you know, I, I think he's, I don't know. Nice isn't the, the word I would use, but he's, he's okay. He's cool. Yeah. Um, but out of all of them, I think that Virgil has dumb fucked his way into being the creative director of Louis Vuitton by convincing people he is 
creative. Yeah. When it's, let's take the Air Jordan 3, tweak this, tweak that, put a logo on there. Yep. Oh, here we go. You know, and yep. it's like the Ben 5s, the Air Jordan 5 off-whites that are coming out. Like. Yeah. Yep. You know, I just, the shit that he does, it irritates the dog <laughs> shit out of me. I mean, it just does. It is. So I, it is funny because I, this sounds really probably arrogant, but I don't mean it in the way that it sounds. But I actually forgot that I got to meet Kanye like in 2012 when he first signed with Adidas. Yeah. Um, like we just happened to be working in New York at the time. And, you know, Wex, who's like, you know, kind of the, yeah, the oh, yeah. brains behind Adidas on that side of things. Yeah. Um, Texas and was like, Hey, come by, you know, the office. We were, we were actually, we were actually shooting some, some video in like one of the floors of their office there yeah. right on, on Houston. And Wex is like, Hey, come upstairs uh, real quick. And so like my buddy Brandon and I got to go upstairs and actually meet Kanye. And he was like super supportive. He was super humble. He was like yeah. thankful that we were supporting. Cause you know, we were, we were big fans of what he was doing. It was like, yeah. wow, he's changing, bringing Adidas back. And, you yeah. know, I think we've talked about yeah. this. Like, I want the competition to be there. Absolutely. I want, yes. I want every brand to be at the top of their game at all yes. times. I know that doesn't really exist, but the more brands that are at the top and pushing the other brands, the better it is for us as consumers. Yeah, absolutely. So when Kanye, although, like, at the time, like, the 750 was, like, kind of wild and it wasn't something, it's not a style. Most of the easy stuff is not styles that I would wear. Yeah. It was just, like, shit. Like, this is going to make people rethink what, Right. What we're doing here. Yeah. And when we got to meet him, it was just so cool that he was so down to earth and just like, hey, you know, you guys are supporting me, you know, through the content that you're yeah. creating, through the brands. And I was really floored that he was that humble. Um, and obviously, like, you know, I think it depends on when and where you meet yeah, everybody. Course. Right. Because. But one thing that I was thinking about, too, with like this whole group is collectively they cover a lot of ground yeah you know across all the different absolutely and i don't know that we i don't know that we'll ever see it in this way again but i was thinking about as you were talking about the nostalgia thing with mike the bulls were that yeah right like you looked at pippen you looked at rodman you looked yeah. at i mean fucking bj armstrong was an all-star man yeah like, the, the, like luke longley like, right all these guys were like Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright. And, Bill you know, Stacey like, King. Stacey. And, yeah, I mean. All these guys had. Steve Kerr. Like, yes. All of them were, like, on a different level of swag because of, of yeah. Michael, right? Yeah. And it's almost like the same thing on the fashion side now, where it's like yeah. Kanye and all this, this group. And, and I never really, like, kind of connected those dots until we were talking. But MJ still, and I've had the privilege of meeting just about everybody. From the Rolling Stones to De Niro to whoever, Michael is still the person that I have to sit there and be not lose my shit. Yeah. And just be like, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Michael is the, <clears throat> I'm not, you know, I mean, you know, some of my best friends are athletes professional athletes top of their game top of their sports some of my best friends and i just like i said there's nobody 
that when he walks in the room, it's like God walking in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. I mean, I, a couple years ago was smoking cigars with him in, uh, in New York at up and down when Neymar, when they did the Neymar Jordan five low, one of the guys at Jordan brand called me and said, Hey, come over, come to dinner. We're going to go to up and down, smoke some cigars, whatever. And I said, okay. And like, I mean, I'm doing the whole fucking thing in the mirror, like going, just calm down, calm down, you know, calm down. And like, you know, just, he has this. Yeah. When he walks in the room, it's just, you just sit there and you're like, yeah. Well, and just, just to clarify for everybody that's listening, this is presumably you've met and smoked cigars with Mike a number of times yeah. before this happened. Yeah. So this is just yeah. Oh yeah. An every time occurrence. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's nobody that I am as floored by every single time, every single time. I'm just like, and, and, and when we're, when we're, when we're getting ready to leave, he always comes over and he shakes my hand. He goes, you know, thank you so much for bringing the cigars. And I really appreciate it. And thank you. And I'm like, uh. You know, I'm sitting there, and like the guys at Jordan Brand will be like, Dad, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I can't even speak. You know, like the guys, my guys over there at Jordan Brand will be like, hit me on the shoulder, hit me on the head, and go, Dad, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I can't even say it. It's Michael Jordan, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it's like it like it had it has been, you know, numerous times and and everything, but it never like I said, and I've had the privilege of drinking wine or smoking cigars with pretty much everybody. And there's no one that just and the thing about it is, is that with me, <clears throat> it's like even even my friends and everything else, because Peckus gives me a hard time about Dwayne Wade. Right. And he loves busting my balls about Dwayne Wade. And so much of the things in my life that I look back on and why I don't look at certain people that are just that are just my friends, even though they are the biggest athlete in the world and whatever. They're just my friends. But it's like Pecus give me a hard time about Dwayne Wade because so many of the things in my life. Right. And, you know, it's like Real Madrid. I get to, you know, I get to hang out with the Real Madrid team almost every other week, uh, every month. Yeah. But, and that's including Cristiano or whoever, you know, when he was there. But it's Zidane is like, I'm still like Zidane. Because I look back at my youth. Yeah. And I'm like, that's who it was. And like Peckus gives me a hard time about Dwayne Wade because I look at D Wade and I'm like, it's fucking D Wade. <laughs> yeah. Because so many of the things that I that I look back in my life, he was like, I was there. Yeah. I was there when Jesus Shuttlesworth hit that fucking shot. <laughs> you know, the first year the big three came in, you know, I hit I I was at 71 regular season games. Yeah. I was there in 2006. I was there the season after when we won 15 games. When Dwayne Wade, you know, uh, dropped the triple-double on Kentucky and knocked Kentucky out of the tournament, 
and Marquette. And I still talk to D Wade about that all the time, you know, and there's just certain people that even though we're like cool and we are, you know, friends and we, you know, whatever, I still have a hard time sitting there because I'm like, I was there when yeah. D Wade did this. Yep. Right. I was there when Mike, I was there when Mike switched hands in Chicago against the Lakers. I was at the game. Yeah. Like, and it's just certain people like Zidane. And there's certain people that even though you look at them as a peer and we're sitting there smoking cigars, drinking wine, and, you know, shooting the shit and everything else, I still have a hard time because there was such a big part of my life when I look back on the great things that I've gotten to experience and the privileges that I've gotten to experience. Yeah. You know? Yep. D Wade and and when we beat Dallas and him averaging almost 40 a game. Yeah. You know. And and just there's just like I said, there's so many and I, and I do even though we're peers and we sit and we go to dinner together and everything is normal, I I do. I still sit there and I'm be like fucking D Wade. <laughs> you know. It's awesome. It's fucking Mike. Yeah. You know, like you know, because everybody, you know, she with Chicago coming up. They're like, you know, Thad, you're gonna be able to control yourself. <laughs> you be, you know, Mike's gonna be there. You're gonna be smoking cigars and drinking wine. You're gonna be able to control yourself. I'm like, listen, bro, I can't promise you anything. <laughs> I can't promise you anything. I will do my best. But if I go, <laughs> you know, again, you'll know it's just it just is what it is. Yeah, man. I mean, you that's know. that's so dope too because that's kind of the the I don't know, like that energy and that like wow factor of these guys is what is what makes yeah i mean it's basically what makes my career my work enjoyable right because you get to you know you get to experience a piece of what they're doing that they don't even realize that they're yeah you know i mean yeah to a certain extent they do but like it's just so much so much influence so much like you know I don't know what the word is, but I guess like influence is the only thing. Cause it's like, it's everywhere. Right. And yeah. it's, it's, I'm just grateful because all of, you know, from MJ all the way through, right. Like it just lit something on fire in me to be able to be a part of like, Hey, this is like a sneaker thing. I thought, you know, like growing up, everybody was like, what are you doing? Like drawing sneakers all the time. What do you, why yeah. would you, why do you need those? Like, and then when I got to spend money on them, when I you know started working it was like why are you spending all your money on sneakers and like this is what i want to spend my yeah, money exactly. on. this is what i like it, it brings something yeah. to my life so um it's 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 wild to look back and like and and to hear you kind of reiterate that just like even when you're getting to hang with them you know and and have that dinner with them or cigars or wine or whatever that it still has that like that feeling of like when you're a little kid, right? Oh, that's absolutely. That's the same thing for me with sneakers or, back, yeah. you know, like any of this stuff. Right. And that's what keeps me going. So, and I mean, I, you know, next week I'm going to be going to, uh, you know, up to Jordan brand to see, to see my, uh, to see my, my friends at Jordan brand at Nike. And, um, we'll sit around, we'll go to gaucho and we'll smoke cigars and drink wine and, and we'll reminisce about, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the good old days. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, all of them out there and everything, but like I said, I mean, it, there's just certain people and, you know, Peckus, Peckus loves giving me 
busting my balls about D Wade and, you know, and then, like I said, I mean, even I've got a, a good friend of mine and she gives me grief about Zidane because it's like, you know, I can, I can have, you know, interact with, you know, Ronaldo or whoever it is and, you know, drink wine and have normal conversations and whatever. But Zidane walks in the room. I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing. Like I said, it's the same, going to be the same thing in Chicago. It's like, you know, the, the, the Jordan party in Chicago and people being like, dad, you going to be all right. I'm like, listen, bro, I can't promise you anything. You know, I can't promise you anything. I might just sit there and say, I love you, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I love you, bro. Like, I mean, you, you, and, and, you know, and I get, you know, Jordan brand and the people that do treat me differently because of the story that I have with the hat and then when they, they do treat me differently and they do bless me with a lot of unbelievable stuff, um, you know, for, for a very long time. And, um, and also one thing I will say is that, you know, I am hard on Jordan brand and I know. (laughs) Yeah. And you do know, and I'm only hard on things that I care about. If I don't care about you, I'm not going to give a shit. Why waste my time? Right. Yep. Because, you know, I knew about the Dior thing. I've been sitting on the Dior thing since January of last year. Right. And, um, you know, I thought it was going to be a women's, collab um but ended up being a men's i think it would have been real dope if it had stayed a women's yeah i do too um but you know it is what it is and i'm just you know oftentimes when i go you know when i'll talk to him like you know thad you're the only person that can get away with telling us that shit you're the only <laughs> person on earth that gets away with talking to us like you fucking do and sometimes you know sometimes you you know get a little you know wound up and i'm like that's just because i care about it yeah because it adds such an impact on my life, yep. on Michael and the shoes and everything, you know, in my in my life. It's like I, the Concord 11s, I probably have Concord 11s, more than 500 pair of just Concord 11s. It's crazy, man. I... My mother went through a couple of years, and the people at Jordan Brand, they know it, you know, because the Bread 11s, and, you know, Concord 11s, and they're, they're so funny. Um, uh, that, they're like, you know, you're fanatical. And so one of my, the, the, the Bread 11s that came out for, uh, for Christmas this past year, right? Um, I called, you know, I was talking to my guy on the phone. He goes, yeah, we're, we, we sent them, you know, we'll send them to you. They'll go out today. I'm like, I need you to send them to me in Madrid. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's, it's the Classico. Real Madrid is playing Barcelona. I need, you to, I need to wear them to the fucking Classico. Whatever the fuck it costs for you to overnight those fucking shoes to Madrid. Or not Madrid, Barcelona. I'm sorry, Barcelona. To my hotel in Barcelona, fucking do it. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm that fucking fanatical about it. I have to be wearing those Bread 11s to the fucking Classico <laughs> yeah. to go to the game. And I'm, you know, the same thing, you know, my mother, everything is good now. But a couple of years ago, she went through a, a tough couple of years with, uh, with, um, with, with health. And I wore a new pair of Jordan 11s every day for two years. I wore a new pair, uh, you know, wore a new pair of Concord 11s every day for two years. And then I took those off and I went and I donated them to uh, children's charity. That's awesome, man. 
So but that's it's just a sense of comfort for me. Yeah. And I have to have like the fresh ones. And it was like, you know, I just had to have, like I said, the Concord 11 for me. And they'll tell you out of campus, you're like, how fanatical is that about Concord 11s? Like, oh, and the other thing is, is the Fire Red Force. I want my Fire Red Force with Nike Air on the back. Yeah. So I've been told they're in the pipeline and the original twos. I want the original twos. Make them in fucking Italy, charge $1,000 a whack, make 2,300 pairs. Yeah. And I'm going to say the same thing on Monday in the Michael Jordan <laughs> building when I'm sitting there with all of them. Say, make 2,300 pairs, charge $1,000 a whack for them, and make them in Italy. It's so funny, too, because there's, I think we're, we're kind of even like the, the, the general consumer, right, is almost at that point where yeah. let's just get the good shit. Give us... Yeah. Give us one of the good shit every year, yeah. and we're good. Yeah, right. Um, but it's interesting to see how long it's gone. But um, we should want, probably we should yeah, probably want, wrap up. I want but. my fire red fours, and I want my OG t- uh, twos. Fire red fours, OG twos, and then I'm then I'm I'm good. I want the Nike Air on the back of the uh, fire red fours. And uh, one last thing is that you know because the the Nike Air on the black cements was off, was crooked. Yeah. And boy, they were like, they were like, I was like, I mean, I was like going off on them. And they were like, well, there's Thad calling click, putting him through the voicemail. Like, you know, like, how do you fuck that up? How do you fuck up? Waiting so long for it, too. Yeah. The Nike Air being off center on the back of the black, on the the black cement force. The, uh, you know, we're the most iconic, if not people's grail of all time, top one, two shoe of all time. And you fuck up. And yeah. I've sent him like, well, we caught it too late. I'm like, well, that fucking person needs to be fired. Fire that fucking person. <laughs> yep. Seriously. So anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, look forward to doing it again soon, brother. It's good yeah, to man. see you. I will tell all you all to make sure you subscribe to the Politics Life podcast. It's on iTunes and Spotify and our YouTube channel, Politics Life. Um, my man, Harlem Germ, who's my co-host on Politics Life. And shout out to my guy, Nick Ingvall and the Sneaker Podcast. The Sneaker History Podcast is the best. There's only, I told him, there's only Sneaker History and like maybe one or two others that I that I fuck with and that I that I enjoy. And the Sneaker History is just uh it's the it's it's the best uh best best out there going. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um so last question before before we hang up, uh what 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 are you looking for most Chicago this year? <sighs> Smoking cigars with Michael fucking Jordan. <laughs> Right on. All right. <laughs> Smoking cigars and drinking <laughs> Petrus with Michael fucking Jordan. Maybe a Chateau Margot, maybe a fucking Richborg. But uh, like, because they've all said that, like, you like you're bringing the the the, the serious cigars to Chicago. I'm like, you got no idea, brother. Fucking <laughs> Michael Jordan gonna bankrupt me. You know, whatever, have whatever you want. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, appreciate you coming by, man. Absolutely, and, uh, brother. Thank this, you it's for been awesome me. seeing you and catching up. So, uh, thanks you everybody for listening, and make sure you follow or subscribe to the Politics of Life podcast, iTunes, and all the other platforms you listen to podcasts. My name is Nick Ingvall, and we will catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Hey, everyone. This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a couple favors of you. If you're interested in more content from the Sneaker History crew, become a member of our Patreon page, where we post daily content, drop exclusive episodes, and host monthly giveaways. We'll even help you hunt for your grails. Check us out at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and what we're working on here at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, 
and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.